Quaker Adeboli has recently been released from prison after his conviction for losing $2.3 billion at UBS, the Swiss bank, through unauthorized trading. I'm Lindsay Furtado, FT's legal correspondent, and I spoke to him about the lessons he's learnt and his hope to be able to make amends. I asked him why he didn't plead guilty but instead went to trial. I've always been conscious of the role of the finance industry in society as a whole. And I felt that if I pled guilty, uh, the truth about what happened would not come out. The involvement of others was a necessary part of helping other people learn the mistakes we made. And so I had to plead not guilty in order to tell the story. I'm sorry if that was a bad use of the platform of the court, because it transpired that it made me look like I was arrogant and that I didn't understand the mistakes that I'd made. But the priority in pleading not guilty was in order to tell the story as a lesson to others, to mm-hmm. protect others from making the same choices that we made. And so now the Home Office is trying to deport you. They served you with a deportation order in 2014, and they've just won a ruling that they can force you to go back to Ghana. You're appealing that decision. Can you talk a bit about why you want to stay in England, why Britain's your home, and also if you are allowed to stay here and are able to work, what you want to do going forward? Well, I've lived in the UK for 23 years now. Mm -hmm. I came here as a kid, um, 12 years old. I went to boarding school in Yorkshire. The truth is when you come to a place when you're a young boy, you become acculturated. And over 23 years, I've made lifelong friends from the very first day that I came to England Mm -hmm. who are still standing by me today. You've told me that you're interested in getting a PhD, possibly corporate governance, compliance sort of area? Yeah. Okay. Um, What I've, obviously, a lot of my thinking um, whilst I was in custody was about how it was that I'd got myself into a situation where I made decisions that were clearly bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And it felt like perhaps it was a function of education within the industry. Perhaps it was an inability to understand the conflict between industrial and institutional goals in the finance industry Mm -hmm. versus societal goals. And, you know, we've been seeing that recently quite a lot, where as our knowledge economies become increasingly complex, employees of big organizations find themselves, as with VW, as with other financial institutions, in situations where they are conflicted between moral goals and industrial goals or Mm -hmm. institutional goals. And we're making mistakes because of that complexity. And I just want to learn, I I want to do a PhD to understand the emotional drivers of those things and why people make those choices so that we can inform others and help others to avoid making the wrong choice in a similar way that I did. And you're also interested in working with traders to make sure that they understand that even though the goals of compliance and management aren't always the same, to make sure that they don't fall afoul of the rules like you did. Absolutely. I mean, recently I've been doing quite a lot of work with a gentleman who runs compliance, um, behavioral and ethics driven training for Mm -hmm. institutions in the city. And the way the stuff we're doing goes is that basically he teaches a lot of the fundamentals, the pillars of behavior, et cetera, that are expected of finance professionals. Mm -hmm. My role is to come in and try and turn that into a visceral and emotional experience so that people understand 
how it is that you can get into the situation despite having positive intentions yeah. of making terrible mistakes, mistakes that are ultimately criminal. And from my point of view, I think the experience I've gone to means that I can talk to current traders, young traders, senior executives in a way that they understand what I've been through and mm -hmm. they know the mistakes that I've made. But also I can help them to think through how not to make the same mistakes. Do you think you have a unique perspective because you made the mistakes with good intentions? Um, you know, I can't speak for other people who, what choices other people have made. Mm -hmm. um, what I do know is that I still think, honestly, that my intentions were positive. Yeah. I was not driven by a desire to make big bonuses. I was not driven by a desire to take any money out of the system, per se. Yeah. It wasn't an issue of embezzlement. It was simply a case of, you know, trying to achieve institutional goals because that was a positive imperative for my organization. Kweku, how do you feel towards UBS now? Are you angry um, or resentful at the way they treated you? I mean, I remember during the trial, they had at least eight representatives there every single day. They had a barrister, they had solicitors, they had external and internal PR professionals making sure that you got convicted. I understand why the institution needed me to be convicted. And I also understand why such a big team was needed, because ultimately I carried UVS on my shoulders and that needed to be erased from my character. You know, I said during the trial that UBS had become my family, mm -hmm. that I loved my bank. And that's true. I don't I don't hold resentment. I don't I'm not angry because ultimately I understand why institutions behave the way they do. I just hope that my former colleagues and current UBS employees understand what their responsibilities are going forward and mm -hmm. that they hopefully can learn something from what I went through. I kind of hope that having made the choice to go to trial to get a worse sentence than I would have if I hadn't, mm -hmm. that the lessons that we exposed are of value to others in the industry. Anger is not an emotion that I generally carry anyway. I never have, and I doubt that I ever will. Mm -hmm. It's just not the way I'm built. You know, I went to a school, a Quaker boarding school, which had the motto of non sibi sed omnibus, not for self, but for all. And so I made a set of choices for the institution. I failed and I made terrible mistakes and me, along with others, cost the institution. But I'd hope that my former colleagues aren't angry because I would hope they would understand what was driving me. The people who knew me in the institution know what drove me, which was to advance the institution's goals. I'm not angry. I'm not resentful. I move forward and I hope that I'm able to achieve something positive for the industry and for society as, as a whole. And so there can be no anger there because I've learned so much. And I've, as I say, it feels like a blessing to have gone through this process, to have an opportunity to do something positive with it. And so, no, I'm not angry and I'm not resentful. Do you think that UBS was so eager to make sure that you were found guilty? Because if you had been acquitted, then it would have been an indictment of the bank itself. Whereas if you were found guilty, they could point a finger at you and say that you were the rotten apple. This had nothing to do with them. Well, that seems to happen a lot in the industry. A lot of individuals are 
required or asked or in the end are forced to take responsibility for institutional behavior. It's a great shame because mm -hmm. it means that there is no institutional learning. The people who remain within the institution fail to learn because the institution leads them to believe that it was a rotten apple. They fail to look at themselves and say, we are part of a system that needs to evolve and to improve its behavior. Why did this happen? Yeah. And, you know, it's easy to just say, well, it's because he was a bad person mm -hmm. and he had, you know, bad intentions. And that's often the case in the finance industry. But it's not healthy for us. You know, we need to learn from the failures of individuals or groups of people as a reflection of cultural behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I, I, I really hope that message starts to come through across the industry. Because I think society wants the industry to learn that. But it's not happening because people keep being singled out. Sure. You can listen to the fuller version of this podcast and read an account of his story at ft.com slash When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.